Jesus, you could have stayed with me for 33 years, but it's better that you go and you're going to be destroyed. Like it's not going to, I'm not going to be able to control what happens when I let you go. Like just how we've lost that that's super strong is beside me. Friends, hello and welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. My name is Aaron Richards. I'm the host for today's show. We'll see if that sticks, but... uh... Right. Yeah. <laughs> With what sticks? You, you as a host? Well, we are just gonna cut there, Aaron. There's a lot going. There's a lot going on pre uh, pre recording. You'll have to, we'll have to buy into the Patreon in order to get the full uh, the full pre show deal. Uh, I, I've got my friends Brad and and Dan. And Hello, Aaron. Gabe is is here in front yes. of the camera oh, again today. Get back and ready yes. for more. some more. more baby. Oh, let's go. go. All yes. Right. Okay, Gabe. Welcome. Uh, Good to see you guys, friends. Today is going to be a great show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep things fresh. We're talking about Mary as what what's what are we going for here? Well, the so the key that, to the new evangelization. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, and one of the fun. keys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's a big deal. Uh, we we talk about we talk about mission here at Damascus pretty pretty frequently and. Um, it's good. There, there are a few passions that Gabe brings to our missionary body, um, and all of them are Mary. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is Gabe's. Your, your, your license plate is Try Mary. <laughs> try Mary. Nothing else has worked. Try Mary. <laughs> I like. Uh, I just wonder what people think. Like, what are they, they're like? Well, what does that mean? I, you know, yeah, it's, I, it's good incentive not to speed super fast. Yeah, especially that's true. In a school zone. That's you know? true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've never done that. Before, you know, so uh, so wait, I got a ticket in a school zone one time, you did. I remember, but this. it was school was <laughs> one time, school, or it like wasn't even times. a school day, it was uh, the the was like school zone light was broken, and it was a non school day, and yet the officer's like, Sorry, the lights were on. I'm like, But school's not even in session, like that is just irrational. <laughs> but you so. didn't know that at the time, I'm of course, a- I knew that. I, I know whether or not children are in school, <laughs> I'm, I'm not an idiot, I'm being, I'm being held to a technical. Yeah, this they should not exist. So, and then it so just collapsed from there because the diocese got. I was working for the was, church this time. Okay, the diocese probably, got with it, <laughs> and I was no longer allowed to drive for youth group as a youth minister because I was apparently quote speeding in a school zone. I was like, I wasn't speeding. I was going the speed limit in a broken school zone. So, so I'm not funny. bitter at all. I'm it not. Seem, seem <laughs> so, uh, Aaron, you look like you're a lot. Like, is a lot has changed. Nervous. A lot has changed. Since, uh, <laughs> since those early years in youth ministry, no, um, not much has changed. I still drive the speed limit. Dan has a Dan has a clean driving record now. Actually, actually I do. For the first time in a long time, I have a super clean driving record. Uh, it's, it's gonna be a fun show. Um, I'm excited. Let's open in prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Jesus, we love you. Thank you for uh, thank you for the call to mission that you've placed on our lives, on the church, on this mission of Damascus. Um, Jesus, thank you for bringing us together around this table. And we thank you for the gift of your mother. Um, Thank you for loving us so much that you gave to us your most beloved relationship here on this earth, uh, that you would um, speak to St. John at the foot of the cross, uh, speak to us, um, child, behold your mother. And we receive uh, the the gift of that relationship, Lord, and we pray that you would um, strengthen us 
that we could be able to really uh, receive the fruit of what it is that you intend through that gift as we discover it more and more every day. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 So uh, let's talk about Mary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about Mary. I, I was telling the guys earlier, and uh, for, for those of us that are watching, is that I was like, I get to talk about my fourth favorite person for an hour. <laughs> like, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, because I mean, it's like, you know, Father, Son, Spirit. You know, you can't yeah, they, they, yeah, they trump. So, for, fourth yeah, favorite person for an hour. That's fourth favorite it's going to be, what's your hour. favorite? Okay, let's just like, what are your guys' favorite titles of Mary? Mm, that is a good one. I. You know, so so my mom's from Mexico, so we would always after like whenever we would pray the rosary together after you know the glory be, yeah. we would all like say like a title of Mary. And so we all grew up oh, just nice. saying Our Lady of Guadalupe, and so I have a deep devotion. She's actually my uh, she's actually my phone wallpaper. Oh, there she yeah. is. Yeah. There she so is. I'm gonna you know, be going so. to the shrine next year. I'm so, really pumped. Yeah, yeah in January, it's gonna yeah. be fire. So. That is exciting. Yeah. You're, you're gonna beat me exciting. to it. So. I uh, I am a big fan of Star of the Sea. Oh yeah. Uh, um. I so when I grew up in uh, I spent much of my childhood in Michigan and we had a we had a boat so I loved I loved boating and when I realized that Star of the Sea was a valid title for Mary I was like yep, yep. <laughs> that's the one, <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> that was actually amazing because I um I went deep sea fishing with some friends a couple December's ago and we went out on like a stormy night and it was like pitch black and the only, literally the only thing you could see out there outside of like the boat you were on was the moon. Nice. Like it was just like, it gave just a different um, mm -hmm. like outlook on Star of the Sea. But um, I would say that my favorite title for Mary, I'm like back and forth, but I would say probably Undoer of Knots. Oh, that's a good one. I've just, I, I know that that's been like a, a popular devotion recently, but I, I think when I first heard of that, I just thought to myself of the ways that all of the mothers on earth undo the knots of their children. Like they just do. Like the kids will get their, yeah. like get themselves into things. And then moms just have this uncanny ability to help them get out of that thing, oh, yeah. you know? And so I have just taken that to a, a supernatural level. Like when I get in over my head or if I'm, I don't know, in a difficult circumstance, just. Um, allowing Mary to help me out of it, like allowing me yeah. to ask her questions and to like find the next step. You know, we may not have time for it, Brad, but that reminds me of your testimony that Mary was definitely the undoer of knots for you. So many, <laughs> knots. Yeah, so yeah. many times. Yes. But yeah, uh, mom, I got this problem. Yes. Can yes. you get me out of it? Yes, yeah. Uh, she, like, she kept me alive yeah. for probably the first 18 yeah. years of my life. Pre-conversion Brad, <laughs> Mary was working overtime. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, guardian angel, go find him and let's just make sure that he's still living you know i like queen of the apostles i like queen of mm. pentecost um i i really yeah. like i love like imagery of mary with the apostles at pentecost yeah. it's just yeah. like so uh, there's an image at the um dominican house of studies for the uh saint joseph um province of the dominicans in washington dc and they've got this image of our lady um uh, for their ambo like where they preach mm -hmm. the gospel and she's she's just pregnant and this idea that um the incarnate word is is what we preach and proclaim, and uh, mm -hmm. and that Mary is like pregnant with the word of God, and the 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 I just love that it's at the House of Studies for the Dominicans that as they prepare to be mm -hmm. the order of preachers, yeah. they're they're pregnant with yeah. the word of God, and they're going to give birth to to the word through their preaching, which is so cool. I that love that. Awesome. Do you think that Mary like experienced like a second Pentecost? Because I mean, it, like it says, like when she received. Like it in Luke one, it says, you know, that the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit will like overshadow her. So then, do you, is that like 
I, kind of like a I mean, kind of cost for her, and then she's like, okay, so when you're, two, when you're go, the you know? spouse of the Holy Spirit, I think you just live in Pentecost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like one of the one of the nice things about being the spouse of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But well, I love. I've heard a reflection before of Mary at Pentecost, like in that imagery where she's like. Um, there with the apostles in the upper room. And as the wind begins to come in, uh, all the apostles are like looking around, like wondering what's happening. And Mary's just like, Oh, I remember the first time this happened. I remember the first time that this the results of that encounter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember what resulted from this, which yeah. was, <laughs> the incarnate word being birthed into the world. <laughs> oh, yes, that's so good. It is good. I love that. Being overshadowed by the Holy Spirit is a pretty profound experience. Mm-hmm. And, and it's actually the, like, that is the beauty of Pentecost. So yeah. what happened in Mary and this relationship she had in and through the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. we get to experience through the gift of Pentecost and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the church. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it's, it's, it, it's so neat to be able to venerate someone like the blessed mother, Mm -hmm. but to also meditate on the fact that like the Lord, like gives me access to the presence, uh, to his presence. I get to receive Jesus, the, like the incarnate word of God in the Eucharist. I get to bring him into my body as well. Right. I get to be a a type of Mary, uh, through that. And I get to be overshadowed by the Holy spirit at Pentecost. Like, like what a blessing, you know? And like, let's, let's venerate uh, her for for what God did in her life, mm-hmm. but let's not cheapen what God's doing in our life as yeah. well, which is just like whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It strikes me that there's there's like there's no experience that in Mary's life that that we aren't called to have, like wow. that she yeah. she models for mm-hmm. us how it is that we're called to experience mm-hmm. the Christian life. Yeah, that's right. I love that. Yeah, she's the God bearer, right? And I I think it's it's so important, obviously, to recognize that Mary quite literally had the child Jesus in her and birthed him into the world. But in that very metaphysical way, when we receive the Eucharist and we bear God, we bear Christ, we're called to birth him into the world as well in all of the amazing ways that he calls us to, specifically through mission, right? That's why the encounter leads to mission is precisely because an encounter with the Holy Spirit, an encounter with God brings God into our lives. And if that's the case, we cannot help but share that with the world. Like it's so overwhelming that it literally overwhelmed Mary's body to the point where she had to bring it into the world. That's Lord, do it in us. I know, right. All right, so I was driving down the highway one time. I saw a a peculiar title of Mary. It said, Mary, Queen of the Highway. And my kids are like, (laughs) Dad, is a Queen of the High? Is that... Is that a real thing? And I, and it was a big Mary stat. And I was like, well, I guess she's the queen of heaven and earth, so she could be the queen of everything. Yeah, queen like, of I-71. like Mary, queen of <laughs> the, the Beyond Damascus show, queen of the cornfield. Yeah, I was doing a talk on Saint Joseph one time, and I was going through all the titles of Saint Joseph, and I was like, like teaching these little kids. It was like a, a group of middle schoolers, or actually younger. And uh, I was like, you know, the the title of Saint Joseph that's missing from the litany is like Saint Joseph, like uh, father of the beef jerky and the kids were like oh man like i want beef jerky but i don't know if that's yeah. lack of reverence or what but yeah yeah totally, totally i'll tell you what though, <laughs> yeah. the kids were talking about the titles of saint joseph i'll tell you what, for the next long time it's stuck. It's so funny. no i i do think that um there is there is like a a way that i think sometimes we can 
um, divorce our lives from that of Mary and Joseph to your point, Aaron, like I, everything that we see in Mary and Joseph and specifically as we're talking about today in Mary, like that's what we're called to in the world. Like it's not, I, I think sometimes we can, um, we can elevate them to a non-human level, which yeah. I think is, is, is really right in some respects in the sense that they're just these amazing saints, saints. that lived yeah. unbelievable lives. <clears throat> Yet at the same time, the Lord's grace met them in their humanity and elevated them to the place where they're yeah. at now. And that right. sounds like eerily familiar. Like that's what's supposed <laughs> yeah. to happen with all of us, right? In yeah. very in very profound ways. Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't cheapen them at all to say I mean, we call Mary the model disciple. That mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that we like she's she's the model of what it looks like to be a disciple, and so if she's the model disciple, and mm-hmm. I'm called to imitate that, then that that reality is something I can experience, right. yeah, and right. it doesn't cheapen who she is at all. It just mm-hmm. it actually just speaks the greatness of God's grace that He desires that to do that in all of His right. sons and daughters, right? Mm-hmm. That He mm-hmm. loves us that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you just like think about it, so if you think about it for a moment, right? So it's like so you have Mary. And so, like, Mary's humility is just so critical for, like, especially, like, since we're talking about the new evangelization, Mm -hmm. for us as evangelists Mm -hmm. to understand. So it's like, you have Mary, and Mm -hmm. she is perfect Mm -hmm. in every way, Mm -hmm. like, in every facet, in her temperament, Mm -hmm. in her virtue, in this, every way You're describing me as well. (laughs) I'm super perfect in my temperament. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) uh, So, but, like, so so it's like, you have Mary. She is perfect. Like, like they say that she is the masterpiece of God's creation. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. God spared nothing mm-hmm. to make her. And you have her and then she at the Annunciation, right? And like, you know, like when you meet someone who's like crazy holy, you're like, you're different. Yeah. I know you're yeah. different. Like, there's, like people would have had to have known. There's like, there is something different about you. Yeah. You're just like, like what's going on here? Mm-hmm. So she's perfect in every attribute. And then the angel Gabriel comes, and then he says to her, right, mm-hmm. you know, the Holy Spirit will overshadow you, like you'll bear the most, the Son of the Most High, he'll be called Jesus. And what's particularly interesting is, is that Mary, in her profound humility, she just says, behold, I'm a handmaid of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, what, what's it called, like epitomology, epistemology? Like where you like look at the word etymology, etymology, etymology. etymology. Yeah. So, so I, I was trying, I was trying to think theologically. I was like, yeah. I don't know. If that's <laughs> yeah. So, no, so like the study yeah. of words, you know. Yeah. You can tell yeah. I don't do it as much yeah. as Brad. Does, yeah. You know? yeah. You've so, been doing it a lot. So I've been doing it a lot, you know. But uh, I did that one, and so I looked up, you know, like the handmaid, a handmaiden, and and in the Greek, it 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 translates more roughly into like woman slave. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like back then, I mean, like if you're a woman slave, like you are bottom of the totem pole. You mm-hmm. aren't just like bottom of the totem pole. Mm-hmm. You're like bottom of the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Mary, who is perfect mm-hmm. in every attribute, in every way, what does she say? She's just like, do unto me according, like as you will. And and, I, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like how often do I try to just impress the waiter at Waffle House? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm a missionary. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? Like, like you kind of have like, like you can say it like, like with a little bit of pride, yeah, you know, a and cockiness. Like, like yeah, oh, you're like, good. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, here's Mary, who is perfect. She's like, I am effectively nothing. Yeah, before the Lord. You know, before the Lord. And I'm just like, oh, and I'm like, what if us as missionaries had that same like humility? Like, if mm-hmm. if I just had 0.1% mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. humility. 
Wow. I would do a lot less Gabe, stupid can stuff. We, I want to go to Waffle House with you, number one, because I love, love Waffle, Waffle House. House. Oh, my God. It's been a my, my, wife, my wife doesn't love Waffle House to the same level as me, and by that I mean not at all. And I'm always like, please, Waffle House. Please, <laughs> Waffle House. Please, <laughs> please Waffle House. She's like, mm-hmm. meet me at Waffle House yeah, at 245 so We'll do Waffle House. Uh, and I, I want to hear you say to the, the waiter, like, I am the handmaiden of the Lord. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I am yes. the manservant <laughs> of the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see how it goes. Let's just see what I'm just going to introduce myself as a manservant of the Lord from now on, not as a missionary. Hey, I'm Gabe, the manservant of the Lord. Be good for my humility. It would also be bad for your social status, I think. I feel like handmaiden sounds so beautiful. I know. We should change the name of our podcast to the manservants of the Lord. We could. We'll see how that goes. Gabe, see how that marks <laughs> All right. Well, we'll update the bar. No, it is though. It's insane the 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 level she just <laughs> receives this word from the Lord that she's she's basically going to be the queen of heaven and earth, right? That you're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna conceive God and give him to the world, mm-hmm. and yet um, she the response to that is just this insane act of humility, yes. which is so beautiful. And I think you know we. Uh, the the Lord wants huge things for us, and we can actually receive words from the Lord. Like, let Him speak into your heart that He has a big plan for your life. Like, I think sometimes we think that humility means that like I am nothing but dung, right? And that God has like that I'm just small. But the, the true humility is receiving the call the Lord has for you and the dignity that you mm-hmm. are as a son of God, as a daughter of God, and then. In humility, realizing that that call is ultimately a call of service, uh, of, if you will, gentle, free slavery and service to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I also love just the, um, yeah, the wonder and all that has to come with that type of call that like Mary's just mm-hmm. like, like, how, how can this be? Right. Like as yeah. if she's already accepted that it is right. Like that's the profundity of her question. How can this be? meaning that it's already happened. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, yeah. right? I'm in awe. And, and I, I, love, I love church just like design and beautiful stained glass windows. And when you see Mary depicted at the Annunciation, it has stood out to me for a long time that when she encounters the angel at the Annunciation, her response to the angel is very different than almost everyone else's response to angels in all of scripture, right? Because when an angel shows up, they reflect the light of God and and sin and fallenness can't stand in the light of God. So you'll see men shaking like dead people. You'll see them hiding their face. They'll be cradled in a fetal position on the ground. Like when angels show up, crazy things happen. Of course, you have Jacob who wrestles with the angel, which is complicated um, but um but like Mary is always depicted as not actually not not um not completely away from the angel but rather like gently looking up at the angel mm, I can and it's this glory. like yes it's like it's, it's just this like well first of all it's it's a sign of what we believe in Mary that mm-hmm. she was perfect that she she had no sin in her like it 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 could stand before the light of the lord because the lord provided a grace for her to stand in that light so that there's profundity there and then in addition to that just the humility i always love to see how they depict it because she's not like like looking the angel in the eye she's not like like it says in philippians about jesus she's not considering equality with god something to be grasped right mm-hmm. like she's not like asserting it for herself but rather in this gentle like 
like humility with wonder and awe, just looking and saying like, how can this be, right? Yeah. Because when God actually speaks a dream over our lives, we don't think to ourselves, well, we really deserve that. You <laughs> yeah. know, if you're thinking <laughs> yeah. that, then it's probably <laughs> not his dream for God your life and you're probably yeah. not in the place <laughs> to do it. Like when I'm glad you dream, right? No, when he speaks a dream over your life, it's like, like, how can it be this good, right? Yeah. Like, how can it be this amazing? How could it be that that you're going to use me? Yeah. Like in in my single personhood. And you that's know? humility. And I think that's it so is. important because we actually don't strive for greatness a lot of times in our life because we've bought into a narrative of false humility mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. The, the the Lord has big plans for us, right? Mm-hmm. The Lord wants to accomplish amazing things through us. Like I mean, it's pretty important that Christ continues to be born in the world, right? It's pretty important that those who are overshadowed by the Holy Spirit bring the presence of God into the world. And um, and so we need to receive that and, and receive it as such, right? Like, yeah. whoa, wait, you have an amazing plan for my life? Like, how can this be? And almost even with like, because I, I like to meditate on what, what was Mary's voice like at that moment? Was yeah. it this like perplexed, how can this be? Was it a, well, how can it be? Like, she's a, like she's a young girl, you yeah, know, like when I tell like my, my 13 year old daughter, we're going to do something and she gets excited. She's like, oh wow. Like what, what yeah, are we going to do? Sure, right. Sure, like, sure. I wonder like, also like, how's it, how could this be? Like, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. You know? And I think mm-hmm. there's, there, there can be this joyful eagerness too yeah, that like sure. the Lord speaks things over our life. Let's get pumped up about it and get excited mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. he's going to do something amazing through us. He wants me and you to bear Christ in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how? How how can this be, Lord? Let's right. do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's let's mm-hmm. let's get to work. So we talk about Mary in various titles and uh in regard to like her her leadership in in our work of evangelization today. Um that's that's sort of where we're we're sinking in in, mm-hmm. in terms of uh, Mary and and what it is that she has to to lead and to demonstrate and to offer in our mm-hmm. context of the new evangelization. Gabe, what are your what are your thoughts on that topic? Oh well, I so so my my whole like thesis as to why I think that Mary is is the key to understanding the new evangelization is because mm-hmm. Mary understood the cross better than anyone. And I think what what was what I've just been meditating on, what I've been just reflecting on is 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 Mary's willingness to sacrifice, Mary's willingness yeah. to 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 just understand and, and to be with Christ, you know, through through the thick of the suffering. And and you know, I was just like I was I was in it was Holy Thursday the other day, and um and I was at St. John Newman's, which is one of the local parishes over mm-hmm. here. And um, I was sitting with his family, an amazing family. You know, the the dad actually was at the Damascus Men's Retreat, and so I was like sitting with him, and mm-hmm. and he has this beautiful, you know, like young son, and he's like you know nine months old, you know, different mm-hmm. things like that, and the, and the wife's amazing, and um and and so she was like they have like five kids, and all the kids are going all over the place. I mean, you know, I mean they're being crazy, you know. I mean, I'm one of seven, one of seven kids, so like I I kind of understand, and so I was like I was like here, like let me help you out, you know, type of thing, mm-hmm. and um so I'm like holding this baby. And I'm holding this baby and I have no, um, like I have no connection to this baby. Like I'm not this baby's uncle. I'm not this baby's dad. I'm not, this, I'm not mm-hmm. even this baby's brother, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm holding this baby and I just thought, I was, I was like, I could not fathom mm-hmm. sacrificing this baby. I could not mm-hmm. fathom it. Mm-hmm. I could not even, even in a humane way, mm-hmm. like I could not fathom sacrificing this child for anyone, right? Let alone oh. horrible people. Mm-hmm. Let alone, right? Like, like, think about all the people that, that Christ died for that have just done atrocious, heinous, horrific things. And I was like, but then I like thought about it through the lens of Mary. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, 
not only did, did, did Christ die for all of these people, right? Mm -hmm. But also for the people who were neglectful, who didn't care. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, I'm like thinking about this through the lens of Mary. And I'm like, mm -hmm. Mary literally, like, like as, as she kind of begins to understand, you know, because it says that, you know, she pondered all these things in her heart yeah. when, you know, in the, mm -hmm. in the prophecy of Simeon, you know, she, she ponders all these things in her heart. And I'm, and I'm sure that, you know, I mean, she's way holier than me. And when you're really holy, you kind of start to just get, you know, downloads mm -hmm. from the Lord. And I'm sure that all of a sudden she started to start to realize, whoa, mm -hmm. like my son is going to die. Yeah. And, and like my son is not just going to die any yeah. death. My son is going to die the worst death possible. And the reason why I know that Jesus died the worst death possible is because if there was a worst death, I, I guarantee you he would have done it. Yeah. <laughs> because he loved, because he emptied himself to that extent. Yeah. And, and the idea that Mary was willing to partner with that, the idea that Mary was willing to, to, to just be with her son to the end, yeah. To let her son go through through with this, so that people like like you and me and 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 and, and people who have done just again just done just horrific things and mm -hmm. so that we could have eternal life, like what I'm like I'm like I can't I can't even begin to describe how many times I've fallen into moral sin. Mm -hmm. I can't begin mm -hmm. to tell you how many times you know I, I I've neglected or or mm -hmm. you know just just disregarded you know the sacrifice of God. And I'm like Mary did, and, and I'm like. That is like the sacrifice that Mary paid. And it's been so interesting too, you know, because um, I, I had a really profound, my, my, my relationship with Mary really started to take a profound um, deep dive when I started to meditate on the seven sorrows of Mary. And uh, the fourth through the seventh sorrow are, are basically all on Good Friday. And so, you know, the fourth sorrow is when Mary meets Jesus on the way to the cross. The fifth sorrow is when um, Jesus is actually crucified. The sixth is when he's taken down from the cross and she holds him. The seventh is when she puts him in the tomb. And for a long time, I just had such a difficulty kind of like empathizing with Christ. Like I knew that, that he suffered a horrendous death and I knew that, and I, and I was, you know, so I, I was mentally very thankful for what he had suffered, but I, but like, there was like, mm. still like a disconnect, still like a little bit of a block mm -hmm. to, to, to truly like begin to empathize. But you know, like there, like just one thing that I would hate growing up was seeing my mom cry was seeing my mom cry and seeing, you know, my mom cry, you know, you know, if, you know, certain things were going on or, you know, just different things like that. And, and I remember like I was reading it, I was, I, I got introduced to, you know, to the seven stars, just like on a whim, like I was randomly just like, just like scrolling through the internet. And it was, it was actually during Holy Week of 2020, 2020. And I just, it was like, I think it was like two in the morning because we were doing like a, we were doing like a night vigil and, mm -hmm. and there's like me and one other person in the chapel. Mm -hmm. There's no lights, there's no fancy music, there's no nothing. Mm -hmm. And I'm just reading these, these meditations on the seven sorrows. Mm -hmm. And I'm just weeping. Mm -hmm. They're mm -hmm. just brutal. Yeah. And I'm like, like there is just something, especially like as men, that just gets pulled in a man's heart when he sees a woman cry. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have been making my mom cry mm -hmm. and not just like little cry i mean horrible cry mm -hmm. i mean like agony cry mm -hmm. and she still loves me yeah and that and it was like in through that and, and just like in meditating on just like how much she loved her son 
I've just developed such a deeper appreciation and thanksgiving for what Christ did for me. Yeah. Because I'm a terrible person. <laughs> I'm horrible. And like, she puts up. We turn she from, puts up. Oh, yeah. Man. No, I do. I, 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 I think that I think we it's have to. Just insane. There's so much to unpack there, but I, I think <laughs> yeah. at least the first part of it though is that. Like Mary understanding the cross is part of what was spoken over her, right? That like when she brings Jesus to the temple, Simeon, when he says that the sword too will pierce your heart, like we literally see a lance pierce the heart of Jesus, right? And so too, Mary's heart pierced at the foot of the cross. But I, I think we have to like even take that a step further that she was actually able to maintain hope through the whole thing as well. Yes. Like that is unbelievable that, that she was able to see the best and worst of humanity in the cross, yeah. right? Like she saw her son, the best of humanity, um, going through what we're all called to do, which is to lay down our lives for something, you know, and seeing the worst of humanity simultaneously, yeah. people missing it and spitting upon it and mocking it. Yeah. And right in the heart of that, she's able to take her heart there where it is pierced, but maintain hope. And I think that's the key to the new evangelization. Like, do we go into hard places, dark places? Do we see the best and worst of humanity and maintain hope through it, right? Well, and I, I just think, I mean, <clears throat> the church does such a great job, and I, I would say <clears throat> our teachings in the church right now are doing a great job elevating the beauty of the vocation of marriage, right? And the importance and the dignity that uh, of the role of um, mother and father in a young person's life, and just the importance of raising children in the faith. Um, but I, I, you know, I, as I was youth minister for 12 years, we've had the summer camp for a long time, and we've been able to see a lot of parents. And I wonder, do we get our marching orders from the way of parenthood that Mary exhibited, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like the, Mary prepared her son for the cross and she willingly, mm -hmm. um, not, 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 she, she didn't just permit it, but she actually prepared him for it and then mm -hmm. activated him That's into right. it. Like right. at the wedding feast of Cana, he, he's like, it's not yet my hour. And she's like, do whatever he tells you. Right. Like mm -hmm. that, that the, she activated him into his way of the yeah. cross that started truly on the wedding day of Cana. I, I think and, for, for a lot of, for a lot of Catholics, um, we, we see Mary's active role in like salvation history at the Annunciation. And then after that, we sort of we sort of put her into like a this background role yeah. of being this just passive recipient mm -hmm. of of the story, right? Yeah. All the way even up to the cross that you know she kind of just sits. She's sits, at the foot of the cross. Sits by the She's side there. and receives the <laughs> yeah. Lord. It's like, yeah. of course, that's what that's what she would do. And and I know for me, like um, just engaging in an artistic representation of. Um, of Mary's story has been really profound for me. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, mm -hmm. I've, I think we've said it here on the show before, but you look to the Passion of the Christ and how Mary was represented there. Mm -hmm. And I know, I know for me, um, those those scenes between Jesus and Mary were transformative for my for my understanding and experience of the Passion. Yeah, not because it's any new information per se, but because mm -hmm. it opened up a new vantage point into realizing that, like, hey, you like. The, the mother of Jesus actively participated, mm -hmm. um, and and Dan, even as you're, I, I was going the same place with the with the miracle of Cana. Um, watching the the chosen series has been really mm -hmm. has been really mm -hmm. profound and beautiful, and and they, uh, it's clear that the the creators of that show have an immense respect for Our Lady and the role that she served in like in the active ministry of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, and the way that, the way that, that, that particular scene when they're, you know, Mary and Jesus lock eyes and, 
uh, it's it's just like so beautifully demonstrated through the music and the presentation that like this moment was mm -hmm. profound. Mm -hmm. Like this moment was Mary understanding what mm -hmm. she was asking yeah. and actively inviting Jesus into taking the first step to the it's cross. Go time. Right. Yeah. It's go time. And that Mary is uh, as the model for the new evangelization or the mm -hmm. key to the new evangelization that in order to win nations again and in order to evangelize mm -hmm. the world again, yeah. we as husbands and, and wives need to raise our children like mm -hmm. Mary raised Jesus, mm -hmm. that we have to be willing to to prepare our children for the cross and, mm -hmm. and for the, the the laying down of their life. And mm -hmm. I wonder, is is that the disposition that we're teaching? Mm -hmm. uh, like, you, we have this weird, weird, like, helicopter parenting thing going on mm -hmm. in the world right mm -hmm. now, right? Where, like, it's protect our kids, protect our kids, protect our kids, which is is, is awesome. Um, we need to mm -hmm. make sure they don't die, and we need to make sure they they don't <laughs> get start. introduced into sin, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And all of that is, is, is good, but... Are we preparing them for a life of mission? Mm -hmm. And are we preparing them for the life of mission that Jesus modeled for mm -hmm. us? And um, and if we don't prepare our children for that, mm -hmm. why are we shocked when they don't live that? Mm -hmm. Right. And and when the the new evangelization doesn't happen, like the Mary has has an active role of forming mm -hmm. the savior of the world. Mm -hmm. And if, if we have an active role as parents, to form those who are to give their lives away as well. Well, and not only, I mean, Fulton Sheen talks about this, where he says that Christ willed to be formed by Mary for the first 30 years of his life. Yeah, let's just put that different. God willed, <laughs> God willed yes. for himself yeah. to be formed. Like, yeah, that's wild. It's like, what? Yeah. But then also, but then, I mean, and then, you know, it's kind of taking the same vein, but then uh -huh. Lou DeMontford talks about this, and he takes this a step further. He says that Christ gave more glory to God by being formed under Mary for the first 30 years of his life than had he gone off and performed countless miracles, wow. evangelized wow. countless nations, and raised the dead, just did all the things, right? Because if that would have brought more, more glory to God, then he would have done that. <laughs> and then I think the other thing too is, is like, you know, like, like just, and I've just, you know, just been reflecting on this, is that it's like, mm. no one wants, like there is nobody that wants us to understand the cross more than Our Lady. Because she she just like understood the cross to such an extent, and then mm -hmm. you know I was reading um Grant Petrie's book on Jesus and the Jewish roots of Mary, and it's a brilliant book, you know. So I mean, if you're listening to that, you know, just you know go buy it. I'm not like sponsoring it or whatever. But um, just wait, did awesome you just book. say you'll sponsor so, anyone who's listening? Dave is gonna just, buy this yeah, book. Yeah, you can Venmo request awesome. me. You know? <laughs> so, just write it off Gabe's my taxes. Venmo, you know? yeah. Just like, <laughs> way down. So I oh, know it's like wow, wow, holy cow. Um, but basically, one of the things, and and again, you know, actually, kind of just like flipping it just a little bit. One of the things that that Brant talks about in his book is is that Christ, right, like the last words of Christ, right? And he says it beautifully. He says that the last words that someone says before they die are mm -hmm. beautiful. Like they reveal the heart of the person and they reveal, right? Like, like the, like the inner depths and their desires of like that person's heart. Mm -hmm. And the last, and he, he, you know, Jesus says seven last words on the cross, right? And one of them is, you know, and, and I mean, crucifixion again, you know, and this is all in the book, you know, crucifixion is death by asphyxiation. So every yeah, it's time, really hard to speak. It's really hard to speak. <laughs> and if you guys have forgot, so he has nails in his hands and yeah. his feet. So he goes into his, agonizing yeah, he pain. He's just crushing his Correct. lungs. <laughs> so he's in horrendous pain. And so every time that he's speaking, right, there must there has to be a profound depth to what our Lord is saying. And one of the things that he says 
is, is behold your mother, mm-hmm. right? If I remember correctly, I believe it is the second to last word that he says before it is finished. Mm-hmm. Um, behold your mother. And what was interesting, what he mentions in the book is, is that when, if you were to die by execution, you can, you can effectively will away all of your possessions from the cross. And they, mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. they, they said that that was your right. And what was so interesting when he brings up the point so beautifully is, is that he says, that was the last thing that Jesus had was, was his mother, he had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. was his mother because he was naked on the cross and even his clothes, right? They cast mm-hmm. lots for him, they took it. Mm-hmm. And so the last thing that Christ had left to give was his mother mm-hmm. and he gives his mother to John. And which, you know, becomes, you know, then, you know, the mother for us all, you know, but he, he doesn't say, you know, like, John, take your mother. He says, he says, son, behold your mother, mm-hmm. right? And we are all, you know, that son. And, you know, because, you know, like, we are sons and daughters of God. And I was just like, wow, like, mm-hmm. what? Like, well, that's just crazy. And John, so. John's brilliant in the way he writes his, his gospel because he refers mm-hmm. to himself as the beloved disciple, right? And mm-hmm. and whenever right. he speaks of himself, he he's intentional not to to make it about himself he's actually what i experienced you reader you two are are in are mm-hmm. called into right mm-hmm. and i love the uh i was just speaking yesterday on this it, it, it says in in the gospels it says that uh, from that moment the disciple took her into his home but the mm-hmm. in the actual greek the word home isn't there it's actually added it actually says in the in the greek it says from that moment on the disciple took her into his own and, and this this idea that he actually in the same way that Jesus had Mary in his heart and the love and affection mm-hmm. that Jesus had for Mary John internalized that and and, and took Mary into his own that mm-hmm. he received that relationship mm-hmm. not just the 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 order that you need to care for her now mm-hmm. and take her into your home but actually this this relational dynamic that I'm receiving you into my heart mm-hmm. and and John welcomes us that this is in order to be the beloved disciple part of being the beloved disciple mm-hmm. is to take Mary into your own yeah yeah I, I also love the um the imagery in, in that moment of, of masculinity and femininity that I think in the world today, when we're speaking new evangelization, what we need to arm the saints with is an understanding of how God created us. Like when we look at the world today, there's such confusion. And within Mary and Jesus, there was no confusion, right? There was no confusion. And, and, and like, that's and, nice. And, that's, yeah, that's, like, a, that's a good phrase. And yeah, so, and, and I, I think that what, the reason I, I say that is because then we can learn something so profound about femininity through Mary at the foot of the cross and something so profound about masculinity embodied by Jesus on the cross because they're the archetypes. They're the archetype of masculinity and the archetype the of femininity. The new Eve, the new yes, Adam. Yes. And I, I think, um, I've been just really reflecting. We did a theology of the body retreat with our our missionaries, and I've been just reflecting on so many things from that retreat. And one thing the Lord's been constantly bringing me to is the image of the crucifix and the pieta, because they're they're profoundly similar, but also very different. And um, there's just this this beauty in the feminine genius that loves so much that it brings you unto itself. And then in heroic virtue, it offers you to the world, right? That like, think about any mom who lets their son or daughter go to college or off into their own lives. Like what a, what a challenging moment because there's something so nurturing about the feminine, 
there's something that like in a beautiful way and, and that nurturing can tend towards um in, in the extreme like a covetousness that a virtue transcends by offering well look at the pieta mary's hands open like mm-hmm. jesus you could have stayed with me for 33 years but it's better that you go and you're going to be destroyed like it's not going to i'm not going to be able to control what happens when i let you go like just how we've lost that that's super strong is beside me. Um, and then the masculinity on the cross, right? That like, there's this, there's this beauty in masculinity that, that contends with adventure and with the unknown. And I think that's why sometimes we see men when they get into a hard spot, they'll actually let go because it's like, I'll just go into the chaos adventure and put it together there. But Jesus doesn't let go on the cross. He holds on. Right. And it's, it's, it's profoundly strong mm-hmm. that, but it's opposite. But again, because it's complimentary, hmm. like Mary's loving the world so much that she's letting go. And Jesus is loving the world so much that he's holding on. Hmm. Right. There's just something right about that. And if we could arm the saints with that, yeah. um, understanding that, that both of those roles have pivotal roles to play, that both of those roles are in this salvific plan, then we can take the good news to the world that the world needs really badly. Like I love everything we're talking about. And obviously because of just the way I'm made, I have to think about it in light of mission. And that's, that's the mission is when we understand this, we have the story. It's like, yes, you were, you were made male and female, masculine and feminine. Here are the, the attributes and characteristics of that. And here's why it matters. And here's why the world needs it. And, and here's how it plays into salvation. Well, and if, we, if we make Mary just a devotion and not a, a model for mission, we yes. we lose part of the gospel. Yes, and of course. It, it can't just be that I, I'm going to have a devotion for Mary to grow me. Mm-hmm. I, I need to model my life after the lifestyle of Mary because she is a the key to the new evangelization. Yes. And if we want to sanctify the world, we were talking before the show that, you know, like— we, we talk about Mary being the co-redemptrix, right? And like mm-hmm. some people are like, what? How do you talk about co-redeem? But there's something powerful about the fact that the Lord calls all of us yeah. into his saving mission. Mm-hmm. So Mary is is invited mm-hmm. into the mission of salvation, mm-hmm. but I'm invited into the mission yes, of salvation. Yes. That like the, the mission of Jesus was to seek and save the lost, mm-hmm. and that becomes my mission statement. Mm-hmm. And at my baptism, that I died to myself, just like Mary and Jesus died, and mm-hmm. I rise a new creation with one purpose in mind, mm-hmm. and that is to advance the kingdom of God through bringing people into relationship with Jesus, exactly. or through giving birth to Jesus in the world. And one more thing there. So like, think about this, right? Like, We're supposed to, as men in the church <laughs> and women in the church, take on Mary's archetype. Why? Because we're part of the church, which is our mother. Yeah. Like the church is a body and it's our mother. Why? Why does it have a maternal nature? Because it brings you in and it lets you go. It sends you out. Like yeah. it is it that's why. Whoa. Like that's why. And and when we forget that and we like somehow just like set that aside as another word that we say sometimes, yeah. we forget that mother church is maternal and images itself off of Mary. So when everybody's always frustrated that we only have male priests, Yep. Like, no, that's very specific. It's because they're in persona Christi, in the person of Jesus, in a male, yeah. in relation to the mother, the church. 
which is by its essence feminine in the sense that it brings in and lets go and sends out. So okay. I'm sorry, I'm getting a, fired up. I have a fun up. little challenge. Wow. I have that's, a fun little challenge. If that. you're listening today and you have Marian devotion, but you haven't had a Cana experience, it's time to have a Cana experience. Mm-hmm. So if you have Marian devotion, but you haven't heard Mary activate you into your life of mission, it's time <laughs> to allow that devotion yeah. to, to send you into mission. Why? Because mm-hmm. I can't just hang on to Mary and I can't just dwell well in devotion, Mary, with her own son, mm-hmm. sends him into a life of mission. And yes. so allow the, all of that devotion you've had, allow those 30 years you've had with Mary, allow all those quiet moments you've had with Mary, allow all of that devotion and that that admiration and that veneration, allow that to become a Cana moment where you hear Mary say to you, it's done, it's time. Yeah. It's time for you to to go to be wow. mobilized. Yeah. Let me let me add to that for a second. So uh, even even in our language today around the table, uh, um, we 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 keep rooting ourselves in. She did this. Remember this. Model yourself after this. Would it would it be incorrect to suggest that Mary is like busier and more actively engaged <laughs> in mission today huh. than she was? Mm-hmm. In the life of Jesus, mm. I think that would mm. be correct. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's an astute point. She's got more going on right now. She's more actively engaged yeah. in more mission yeah. today, like presently. Yeah, she's not just a memory or a model. Yeah, um, like like she's she's still actively engaged mm-hmm. in our process. What can we What can we learn by mm-hmm. by I don't know. In inviting her into the to the mission today. Yeah. Try Mary. Yeah. yeah. Well, God, try Mary. Try Mary. It seems like God, like in in His infinite goodness, like that that He's almost highlighting that fact yeah. by the fact that a lot of these amazing prophetic words coming to the church are coming through Marian apparitions. You know. Yeah. Like I I know. Well, I, at least I think that this is going to come out on the feast of Our Lady of Fatima, and like. Just the prophetic words that God's speaking through Mary on behalf of mission in the world. That like Fatima was all about the salvation of souls. It was all about mission. It was all about intercession and mission. Like that's 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 what she yeah. was saying. And I think that the Lord is highlighting that fact that you're just sharing that Mary wants to be so involved in the mission of the church today because she is the archetype for the mother for the mother. She's yeah. the archetype for the church. This is so yeah. good. I, I think this has to be part one. I, I want to have a part two if we can. Uh, the, because I, I mean, I even think just, uh, we give tons of testimonies throughout like our time of CYSC and we always have missionaries up on stage giving testimony. But I, the uh, two of the testimonies that I remember the most, Brad, is from 2000, I think it was 15, mm-hmm. your, your testimony on the Blessed Mother mm-hmm. and the way she worked in your life. And then mm-hmm. Gabe, we did a retreat on the Blessed Mother a few years, maybe it was last year, and you, your t- testimony blew me away. And I don't know if we have time to go into the depths of those testimonies, but also just the, the this idea of the way you... Um, uh, Brad, you're like dive the the to, to, to analyze the different significant Marian apparitions, mm-hmm. not simply from a place of devotion, but also from a place of what's the mission she's calling yeah, us. She, to. What is she saying? What's she asking us yeah. to do? She's saying, do whatever Jesus tells you, and let me remind you what he told you. Right? Yeah. Like that right. seems to be what she's saying. Yeah. Like exactly what she did at Cana. Do what he tells you, but just in case you forgot, it's it's, it's the seeking to save what was lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the seeking to save what was lost. Yeah. Well, we definitely yeah. don't have time to, to do all of that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is fun. 
Uh, but no, Dan, I think I think that's a I think that's a great call. We can we can do this again. Yeah, um, why not? Right? We get to, <laughs> we get to make up the script as we go. Yeah, G- gave yeah. us the schedule. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, I, I, one of the things it, the the other thing that I just think is is really interesting, and I, and I was kind of just like praying with this is is kind of so in scripture it says, "Vengeance is mine," saith the Lord. And that's on my license plate. <laughs> so, that's a, it's really yeah. tight license plate. You have, you have primary. I have vengeance. I think, vengeance, mine, is mine. I think vengeance itself so, is too many letters. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's but, a bumper sticker. So it's, it's, it's really interesting, you know, because you know, I was reading this thing and I was like, oh, like, like that's a pretty intense line. <laughs> you intense, know? Yeah. You're like, wow. It's like ominous yeah. and threatening at the same time. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I was just Double like whammy. thinking about it. And I was like, like God loves to avenge those, you know, like who who have been like wrongfully, you know, hurt or like injured or different things like that. And Mary, who was perfect, you know, suffered the worst, you know, second only to Jesus. And I just, I just like think, I was like, man, you know, if God can, God can use any of us to do his instrument, be his instruments in, in missionary evangelization, mm-hmm. different things like that. But I also am like, I wouldn't be surprised if God was like, I'm going to use Our Lady as a tool of vengeance against the devil, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of how Eve, how how sin came through Eve, right? Mm-hmm. Mary brings what? She brings forth the new the new fruit of life, you know, mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. And just, and, and it says in scriptures that God says, I will put enmity between you and the woman. And and I just really do believe that that Our Lady just has just this intense, just like focus against just mm. unraveling the devil. And mm-hmm. you know, I mean, just different saints talk about this, but mm. I'm just like thinking, it's like if if you for a moment think that you kill my son, right, in the worst yeah. possible way. I don't think she's going to be super happy yeah. with that. And so, you know, that is true. There's nothing more scary than the wrath of an angry of mother. An angry mother. Oh, so she has mercy on so, you when you're a dirtbag and right. gay, but she has all that vengeance <laughs> against like, the evil one. Against the evil one, exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, like, I've just read, you know, just all these different stories, how they say, you know, that that Mary is is the key to to just unraveling yeah. just all of these different things. And, you know, it's like, so, you know, the three things that we go up against, you know, are the world, the flesh, and the devil. Mm-hmm. I would posit that the hardest one to overcome is, well, I don't know, the devil. <laughs> I don't know. You have an infernal enemy who's smarter than you, has way more drive, is way more consistent, and all he wants to do is bring you to hell for eternity. Yeah, yeah. But you know who he's really afraid of? Well, I don't know, the one who God said, I'm going to put enmity between you two. Yeah. And how it literally says that she's going to crush the head of the devil. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like, I'm a little bit of a sadist. And so I was kind of like, well, you know, <laughs> if the rosary is like what brings the devil the most pain, I'm just like, I'm just going to pray the rosary more, you know, different things like yeah. that. And so, and, you know, and I've read just all these different things. And, you know, obviously, you know, this is this is private revelation in the sense that it's like, you know, mm-hmm. as long as it doesn't go to the teaching of the faith, you know, and whatever, yeah. it's, it's legit. Um but, you know, obviously it's not necessary for salvation. And one of the things is that, you know, like, like I've read all these exorcists, you know, and they say that, like, they'll, they'll, like, ask the devil, like, you know, just like a casual conversation or something like that. You know, it's like, like, like what happens, like, when, like, you pray the rosary. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the devil will say things like it is, like, it is, like, the most horrific prayer for him. And he, he'll have, like, all these, like, blows against his head. It's crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, I was kind of like, yeah, but the devil would probably lie about it. And he's probably, mm-hmm. you know, just like whatever. But then I was like, wait a second. 
hold on. If the devil didn't want you to pray the rosary, he'd be like, oh, it does nothing to me. I'm not going to, you know, like, it's like, he's way smarter than that. Well, it's, it's precisely, so, well, it goes, against his, it goes against his arrogance, right? That, right. Like, the reason that the evil one fell is because he didn't love at all God's plan for the salvation of man. Correct. And if he despised that, he would despise more than anything God's immaculate plan to raise up a woman slave, right? right? Like a, a handmaid, um, and to allow her to be the vehicle that salvation was brought into the world. Correct. Okay. Like and that just goes, it flies yeah. right in his face. Yeah. I know I'm, I, I've been teasing you for your license plate. I, I actually, when I first saw it, I was struck by it because it is actually a very profound um, phrase that try Mary. So it, 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 there are strongholds in your life, demonic strongholds, that maybe you've been battling for a long time. And I, I just wonder, have you tried Mary, yeah, right? That yeah. if, if, Gabe, what you're suggesting is there's nothing scarier than the wrath of an angry mom. Um, that, I don't know. If you guys can yeah. think of something scarier, let me know. <laughs> um, no, I can agree. No. Uh, but the uh, to... To try Mary, to actually invite those areas of strongholds, the sins that you haven't had victory over, um, mm-hmm. maybe anxiety, depression, those those areas, those relational, those brokenness in relationships, invite Mary into those and try and allow um, the power of God to be released to bring breakthrough in those areas. Right. Yeah. Well, and not only that, like it's even in evangelization. So this is actually this is actually just another point, like why I think that she's so critical in evangelization. I was talking to a good buddy of mine, uh, Nathan Crankfield, and, and he's just he's awesome, awesome, awesome guy. And um, he had an amazing conversion, you know, to the faith. And and you know, and he's awesome. He's African American. And so I was talking to him. I was like, I was like, how can we bring like you know just like like more African Americans like into the into the Catholic Church? And he was talking to me about it, and he's like, well, Gabe, it's like through Mary, you know. Because you know he was mentioning, and it made so much sense. You know, he says, you know, there's there's such a such a crisis of fatherlessness in these different minority communities that it's actually it it, it can actually be very difficult sometimes to relate to God the Father. Hmm. But for Mary, for 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 the Mother of God, right? Like for a lot of these people, the maternal like, love, the, like it's the maternal love, right? And then you look at some of these you know athletes who are raised by single mothers. What's the first thing they do when they get their multi-million dollar paycheck? They buy, buy their, their mom a house, house mm. for sure. right? And so I was like, I'm going to try this. And so you know, I uh, and so I'm I'm blessed to 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 do um, youth ministry at, at one of the local inner city churches, um, Christ the King, and you know, there's a strong Hispanic population, and and so like any time that that I would you know mm. come up against a roadblock with you know, God the Father, I would just come at it through Mary, right? Or when I would be on retreat, you know, I, wow. I led another retreat where, um, you know, all my kids, you know, were, were Hispanic and, you know, great Mexican kids, you know, I love, you know, talking with them, you know, because it's like my mom's Mexican, you know, so I mean, it's super <laughs> funny. You know, we can like relay, you know, we talk about like what we like to eat, whatever. And so many of them, <laughs> you just had, mumbled so many so words. I know, so I know. When I get excited, I just talk about it. So, so like, like we were talking, and and for so many of them, you know, they had such a difficulty relating to God the Father. Yeah. But I was like, hey, like, do you love your mom? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, how much do you love your mom? And then they're they're like, they're like, oh, if you come up against my mom, you know, like like you get the baseball bat to the knees. I was like, all right, so I'm not coming up against your mom. But you know who else really loves his mom? Jesus. Yeah. And it just clicked for them. And God, they had some of the most profound encounters with God that I've ever seen. And it's like Mary, and so and so like like the church is universal. And so like Mary is such a key to bringing. I mean, she just transcends 
you know, mm-hmm. racial boundaries, you know, just like all these different things because she's a mother and everyone, no one's afraid of their mother. Yeah. And so like, she's also just, just such a critical piece to understanding the new evangelization. And, and again, just, you know, just so many times um, I've just, just seen just so much breakthrough, just, mm-hmm. just coming at it through the lens yeah. of our lady. Yeah. So. That's a uh, great word. I, I'm going to, I'm going <clears> to, <throat> Stop. Hit pause. <laughs> Hit pause. On pause. This is great. Until <laughs> next time. No, I love the idea of of, of doing this again. But I, I think we've I think we've suggested a lot for consideration today. And and Dan, I want to I want to go back to kind of your your call to prayer. Um, that maybe we can close today's show mm-hmm. by by really uh, encouraging. We'll, we'll pray for you and um, encourage you to step into prayer. That if if there are areas that have been difficult mm-hmm. or where you've faced strongholds. Um, that we want to partner with you in inviting Mary to to be a warrior who who will stand against the enemy and who'll be an ally for you, not just as a memory and as a model, but as as one who who fights for you now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Gabe, will you uh, will you close us in prayer, brother? I'd love to. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Blessed Mother, we just thank you so much for your yes. We thank you for bearing your Son into this world so that we might have eternal life. God, we just ask right now through the intercession of Our Lady, just to release a new grace. Um, I was just, as I was just praying, I just got the sense that um, there are some people who who have had a more challenging relationship with the rosary. And I believe that Our Lady, she's just gonna release a new sweetness to the rosary, that she's Mm -hmm. just gonna release uh, just a new vitality and a new life into you as you just pray the rosary. And so, Blessed Mother, I just ask right now that you just just pour forth your signal graces to those that need mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I <clears throat> strange strange word, but I'll, I'll share it because I think the Lord's speaking it hard. I just see someone who um, owns birds uh, and has friendship and uh, in, in your 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 birds, um, but you've been struggling with um, mental health strongholds and. Um, our Lady right now, it just wants, through her powerful intercession, just wants to set you free. I just see uh, your mind being transformed and those strongholds being lessened. So I just pray in the name of Jesus, freedom over the strongholds that have been on your life. And I just pray that you would have a clear mind and, and a healed heart. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Friends, thank you for joining us for today's show. Uh, this has been um, a joy. And yeah, it was I'm, fun. It was I'm, fun. I'm excited to throw another one on the schedule. <laughs> if uh, if today's show was a, was a blessing for you, I would invite you to share this with someone who you love, who you think mm-hmm. might benefit from it. Um, shoot, maybe share this with mom. That would yeah. be, a, be a fun little, <laughs> little note of affirmation uh, as we celebrate this feast. And um, we appreciate you watching the Beyond Damascus show or listening on your favorite podcast. Please like, subscribe, comment, keep us, uh, you know, keep us actively engaged. We love to hear your comments and to and to actively, uh, you know, continue to engage with you in prayer and in that commitment. Um, we want to extend a special thanks to our uh, sponsor, St. Gabriel Radio. They have made this show possible for, for many years and we're, we're blessed to continue to be in relationship with them here in central Ohio. Uh, Thank you for joining us for Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. We'll see you again next week. God bless.